and welcome to the Successful Project Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth B.M., and each week we sit down for 30 minutes with a special guest to learn about their personal definition of success and what success means to them. You'll hear inspiring stories from everyday people all over the world. So sit back, have a listen, and we hope you'll be inspired to redefine success for yourself. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Successful Project. I'm your host, Elizabeth James. This week, our guest is Teresa Pitts. Teresa, so good to see you again. How are you? I'm fine, Elizabeth. Oh, my gosh. It's been such a while. It's such a long time since I've seen you. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Um, Can you tell our, our listeners a little bit about yourself so that they are more familiar about who you are as a person, as a beautiful person. Oh, thank you. Okay, uh, my name is Teresa A. Pitts, and uh, my friends call me Tap. Um, I am a writer, and I also sing, hence the stage name Tap. Um, I grew up in an Air Force family. My father was in the Air Force, so I was born in Japan. And then from Japan, uh, we moved to Dover, Delaware, and then from there to Alaska, uh, so I did a lot of traveling before the age of 14 all over the country. Wow. And then after my father uh, retired in Alaska, we actually drove across country because mm-hmm. he wanted to teach us about the different states and the people therein. So we had like the longest road trip ever <laughs> to come across. Um, but I've been out here in Los Angeles for um, 39 years and I've lived in the same apartment for 37. Um, I went to Santa Monica College for five years and worked full-time. And then from there, I transferred to UCLA. Um, I graduated from Santa Monica College with high honors, and I graduated from UCLA with honors. I was 52 when I graduated from UCLA. Good for you, (laughs) Thank you, which proves it's never too late to do something. All you have to do is believe in yourself. And I know that sounds cliche-ish, but you have to believe in yourself to make it happen. So I did. I sat in the front row at Santa Monica College in UCLA. Mm -hmm. I made sure I did all the extra credit work. Mm -hmm. And um, so currently uh, now I am a uh, Lyft driver. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also a Lyft driver of the year and the top Lyft driver in Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like I'm boasting a little bit, but I mean, it's It's all good, girl. It's all good. And I love having students in my car because I totally believe in the importance of education and getting your degree. And a lot of students have passed, you know, have uh, crossed my path. I've given over 20,000 rides and I love inspiring students to let them know, you know, that there are many possibilities out there. You just have to tap into them. I, I absolutely agree with you. Education is one of my my things that I like to advocate about as well. So yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so we're gonna get started on our topic of success and defining success. Um, so really quick, there's there's different definitions out there, official definitions of success. Oxford's dictionary um, definition is the fact that you have achieved something that you want or have been trying to do or get. Um, Dictionary.com defines success as something that's favorable or has a prosperous termination of attempts or endeavors. And uh, Webster defines success as favorable or desired or having a desired outcome. How would you, uh, Teresa, define success in your own life? I think in my life, uh, my definition is 
success over doubt. Mm. And by success over doubt, that means that a lot of times in our lives, you know, we are moved to do things or we have passion to do something or we may have a thought to do something. Mm -hmm. We may cut that uh, journey short by saying, oh, I can't do that or there's obstacles to doing that. And so I find that uh, I often say that failure is an illusion, um, but so is doubt if you look at it. Because I know that um, anything you put your mind to, you can achieve. Um, if I had thought that I could not uh, graduate from UCLA at 52, I wouldn't have tried it and I wouldn't have a degree in English with a civic engagement minor. Mm -hmm. um, if I had given into doubt, I would not have returned to school after 26 years to go to Santa Monica College to be the oldest one in most of my classes. Um, if I gave into doubt, I wouldn't have come to California 39 years ago. Um, every day something pops up in my life where there's doubt. And the thing about it is, using a perfect current example is um, this podcast. You know, I knew I was coming here to be with you, to be on the successful project. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I got out of my car, I said, God, please don't let it rain on me because I'm going to see Elizabeth <laughs> for the project and it's important. And I think God said, okay, it won't rain on you, but it's going to rain on Los Angeles. <laughs> that's exactly, and that's exactly, I've never, it rained. And so I walked, you know, at first for one split second, I thought, well, okay, it's raining this hard and maybe, maybe I should reschedule. I want you to know I thought about that for two seconds tops mm -hmm. because I'm getting in the habit of countering that with what can go right. And then I said, wait a minute, if it rains on me, I will not melt. I said, and I know this podcast is important not only to Elizabeth and I, but to maybe people who are listening to it. Absolutely. And so I walked through the rain to get here. And I, yes, you did. <laughs> so God bless. And uh, so I, I counted the doubt there. That was a little bit of doubt. And doubt pops up in our, our minds and our lives all the time. And what I would say or what I would ask you to do is to look at the other side of it. People say, uh, what would happen if things go wrong? Well, I invite you to ask yourself, what would happen if things go right? And what would happen if I understand this doubt and then I push through it? I push through the doubt of, you know, maybe I melt walking in the rain, but I'm here. I'm a little wet, but I'm happy to be here. And I'm, you know, generally inspired by you and, and, and what you're doing with the podcast. So I would just say success over doubt is if you can achieve that, then you can achieve the rest of the things in your life uh, or even in your, you know, conscious that you're, that you're thinking about. Because doubt um, is nothing more than a test to see how bad you want something. Mm -hmm. And so if you really want something bad enough, nothing can stop you. Challenges will just be something that you pass on the way to your goal. That's Absolutely. And that's a great positive attitude to have Thank you. in life. And I wonder if now that you have this very strong definitive uh, definition of, of what success is to you, how you apply that, um, because I know you, you talked about how you try and um, over-counter the, the doubt, but mm -hmm. how do you necessarily apply that for to the small things in your life? Because I feel like a lot of people don't, they dismiss um, so many of their achievements. Yes. So how, in your personal experience, have you not done that or and told yourself, I have been a success or this was a success? Well, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that many times I have doubted myself. I will also, you know, share with you um, that in 2019, uh, I was very depressed. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I lost 65 pounds without knowing it. People were telling me, oh, you're losing weight. You look great. And I was saying, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I was just existing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I doubted my value as a human being. I mm-hmm. had to because I was trying to disappear. Um, but the thing about it is, is that at one point there was a turnaround in my life. Actually, something tragic happened to me and it snapped me out of the depression. So the thing about it is, is that um, what I do is I try to be conscious of small successes. Right. And the one thing I think I would do is take away the way take away the word small and say successes. Because if you are going someplace and you get there on time, that's a success. Mm-hmm. If you um, do negative self-talk to yourself, which is something that I think most of us do at one time or another. We but what are. I do, yeah, we do. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's human nature. Yes, ma'am. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. So what I do out loud, and I've even had people look at me when I do it, if I think a negative thought or I have a tendency to do these little scenarios in my head, like what if this, what if, what if that? And I'll say out loud, Teresa, cancel, cancel. I say, that's, that's my thing. My friends know. I say, cancel, cancel. Why did you go out of your way to just create the scenario that has not happened? And that is negative on top of that. And it has to do with, you know, um, I guess with the, with the way that I've handled myself as I've grown from a child to an adult. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say that there are no small successes. I would say there is just success. Mm-hmm. And then if you start there, you won't brush aside something and say, oh, well, that wasn't really, that wasn't really mm-hmm. a big success. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a big success. It has to be something that you're proud of, something that's inspired you, mm-hmm. um, and something that motivates you to move forward. And I would assume that that's very important as an artist because yes. it's so competitive out there. Yes. And so for you to have that positive attitude and that pers- perseverance mm-hmm. to say, you know, every job every um every show that i do is is leading me in the path mm-hmm. that i want for myself exactly. my, my your dream exactly because with with singing what i will tell you is i'm i'm not your video vixen okay mm-hmm. i stand five seven um i went from 322 pounds to 260 260 255 pounds um now And what I will tell you is as a songwriter and someone who sings and whatnot, you show up a lot of places and you don't look like other people. Mm -hmm. My talent has had to change the way that people look at me Mm -hmm. and it has changed the way that people look at me. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been places where they looked at me and they said, oh, she's probably not going to fit the part until I sang or until I spoke. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, she's exactly what we need. So I would tell you, don't. A success over doubt is also success over doubting that you're good enough, that you're valuable enough, that you're the right look, the right height, the right weight. You are perfect exactly as you are. So all you have to do is believe in yourself, because I'm going to tell you there's something contagious about a person that believes in themselves. Mm-hmm. Other people are drawn to you mm-hmm. when you're doubting yourself or you're you know, experiencing negativity. People feel that and they'll walk past you because most people want to be inspired and empowered. Absolutely. And I found that with me. Most of the time when I'm on my A game at 100%, mm-hmm. people are attracted to me left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the year 2019, when I was very, very depressed, um, I found that people did not graduate 
you know, they didn't, they gravitate. They didn't gravitate. Thank you so much, Olivia. Uh, Olivia. They didn't, <laughs> I'm getting ready to rename you too. The wrong word and rename you, call you Olivia. <laughs> so, uh, but Elizabeth, thank you very much. They gravitated uh, toward me because people can feel that power in you. But you have to feel the power yourself. Absolutely. Especially as a woman, which brings yes. me to my next point, because yes. I know that you're a wonderful, accomplished woman with so much experience <laughs> and so much to offer. But as a woman uh, defining success, did you find that hard? I did, because in today's climate, even in as we are in 2020, um, I think that success is largely uh, measured uh, by a man stick. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. That sounded funny, but I'm, it's measured by. It's still kind of measured through the eyes of of men and what a man would do. And women actually are so powerful and so beautiful in what we do. But we do have to fight harder mm -hmm. to get the things that we want. You know, because we're still dealing in a, a male dominated society. Mm -hmm. um, we need to let them know that there is no fear in letting us be. Um, ourselves as women and all that we are mm -hmm. because we are powerful and we're beautiful and we're smart and we're intelligent and creative and crafty and funny and all of those things but it is very hard but just because something is hard doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to do it uh, we have something to prove to the world and that is the phenomenalist uh, the phenomenal okay the fact that we are phenomenal <laughs> yes so um in saying that i'm just saying that you know, as a woman, you should feel as a woman or a girl that you have just as much to offer as anyone else. And I would say don't measure yourself um, in comparison to someone else, because you know what, unless all of the values that uh, between the two people are the same, then how can you measure yourself against someone else and say, I'm not good enough? Uh, because you don't have the same experiences and whatnot. And that in itself is a success, I think. Yes, yes, ma'am, it is. Not comparing yourself is a success. It's a big one because a lot of people do it. And mm -hmm. we do it as teenagers, especially because yes. we're evolving. We are trying to identify as, you know, important individuals in the world. But um, mm -hmm. I, I, I see your point, And that is definitely something that I think resonates with everyone. It doesn't matter what gender what you exactly you know, who you connect with exactly so. so just repeating it don't compare yourself to someone else because you are not them and mm -hmm. they are not you now i'm not saying look to people that do what you do and say oh they do this and they do that and learning from some of their opportunities and some of what you're seeing but i found that when you compare yourselves to others you may set yourself up for a little disappointment and so knowing that, why go down that road? Mm -hmm. You know, if you need to compare yourself to someone, compare yourself to the woman that you were 10 years ago. Yes. Compare yourself oh to the goodness. child that you yes. were. Compare yourself to the person you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. Compare yourself and your thoughts to the thoughts that you were having last year, oh last month, last week. Yes. <laughs> That's what you compare yourself to. Don't compare Absolutely. yourself to someone else. Compare yourself to the greatness and how far you've come or how far you have to go and measure yourself against yourself. Teresa, I think you, you are just writing the new anthem for women right now because Yay. that was beautifully said. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I love that. I mean, because it's, it's so true, you know, sometimes it's just hearing that you mm -hmm. need to be reminded of your, how far you've come exactly. and really the successes that you've 
accomplished and made you the person that you are. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I love it. Um, is there anything else as far as, you know, the adversity or the challenges, whether it was in school, uh, whether it was in your profession of, of being a singer and songwriter that you kind of want to talk more about and um, how success really was a major um, or I guess not a not a turning point, but really how that is something that you think about when it comes to that part of your life. Okay, uh, as you were talking and I was listening to what you were saying, um, you know, when I was growing up, um, I was in a family of two brothers and two sisters, and my mom and dad. And we were in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. um, my older brother, uh, Gregory Lamont Pitts, he was an all-star at everything he did. You know, football, basketball, track, baseball, um, and he was left-handed too in baseball, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, a great writer. I always looked up to him because he's the firstborn. I'm the secondborn. Mm -hmm. I have a brother under me, and I have a sister uh, under me also, and I have an older sister who lives in uh, D.C. Okay. And so... Um, hi, sisters. Hi, brothers. Hi, sisters. <laughs> hi, Pam. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Barbara. Hi, all the people. Hi, Dad. Okay. And so um, what happened was um, I was going to come out here to California um, mm -hmm. before I did. And I was... Uh, um, my brother was uh, getting ready to go to law school. He had gone to Dartmouth. He was one of the first um, black... Uh, uh, people, black students admitted to Dartmouth in 1973. Now, 73, mm -hmm. not 50s, but 1973. Mm -hmm. Anyway, from there, he worked with big, uh, with, uh, big uh, brothers of um, Delaware. And, um, and then from there, he, would, he applied to law school at, at the prestigious Boston College, and he was accepted. Um, that same year, they found colon cancer. And so he delayed his entry into law school for a year, and they operated. They said they got it all, uh, but they did not. And my brother passed away at 25 years of age while in law school um, with colon cancer. Uh, the thing about it is I went to see him at spring break. My brother was going to law school in a wheelchair. Wow. He was determined to get his education. Mm -hmm. At that time, I had gone to uh, another school. I had gone to Ohio Wesleyan University, and um, I had dropped out because my uh, GPA fell to uh, 1.9, below 2.0. Mm -hmm. So they said I could come back, right? Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, I have important things to do, like party late, sleep late, and all that. Being a college student. Being a college student <laughs> and being someone who's, you know, in her, in her early 20s. Absolutely. She knows it all. Yes. But anyway, what I would say is whenever I doubted that I could do something, I thought about my brother mm -hmm. and how he did not let cancer stop him from going to law school. Um, how he went to law school in a wheelchair mm -hmm. in order to make sure that, that he, I'm sorry. No, I know this is a personal story and I, I appreciate that you're sharing this with us. Thank you. It's just that, you know, my brother and I both, we went back to school to get our degrees. And, and for me, I thought about, you know, my brother and whenever it got hard for me, I would say to myself, you know what, if you're not going to to your classes in a wheelchair with a half of the energy that you were born with, you have no right. Mm -hmm. You have absolutely no right to say this is too hard for you. So I think about my brother and and that's how you know I went to school. Again, that was success over doubt. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about it is, is, you know, also we have to have a success over perception because that could have been the end 
for me when my brother died. I could have been, why go to school? Why live my life? My brother was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I would look at Obama and I would see my brother and him because they were the same build, height, the same speech pattern. Mm -hmm. And I could have looked at my brother's death and given up on the rest of my future. I could have said, if someone is brilliant and phenomenal as my older brother could, could, you know, could have cancer and die at 25, then why should I even try? And, and I didn't. I didn't do that. I, I, I trumped that doubt that I could succeed. And I had success over that. And um, a beautiful thing. Also, my mother passed away 10 years after my brother. She actually died on the day we buried my brother 10 years wow. ago. And my dad said he knew that there would be a connection between the two because they were very, very close. But my mother, one of my greatest champions, um, you know, was a, a wonderful tool um, to be exposed to when I was trying to combat doubt. Because she would, she would tell me, you mm -hmm. can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do that. So, you know, just it's success, success over doubt. Um, so those were some, that was two of the largest challenges in my life, those two deaths, because those two, my mother and brother were very, very special to me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so that was something to get over. Um, what about coming to California? I knew no one when I came to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, and I rented a room from a friend of a friend of a friend of the family. So I didn't even really know them. Mm -hmm. um, but if I had had a doubt about coming from the East Coast to the West Coast, I wouldn't have been here. Mm -hmm. I would say it's okay for you to do something that you want to do without totally having figured out everything that you have to do and if there are obstacles along the way. Because, because you'll never be ready. You'll never be ready. And the thing about it is, is once you have the thought, you're ready. Okay, mm. now what you have to Ooh, do. girl, you are full of pearls of wisdom today. Thank you. Uh -huh. I mean, you're inspiring me because I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you, you're asking these wonderful questions, and I'm inspired by you to even say these things, Elizabeth. So, oh. you know, that. So that is from the heart. I'm blushing. Yes, she is blushing. <laughs> she is blushing. But, yeah, you're ready once you have the idea mm -hmm. because the idea could have come to anyone and it came to you. Yes. Don't doubt that the idea was meant for you. You are the person that's supposed to make that happen. Um, I know I, I speak publicly and I talk about personal financial literacy, but whenever I speak, I always motivate because I don't believe you can, just my own personal opinion, deliver content you know, in a dry manner without trying to uh, motivate your, your, the people that you're speaking to. So I was asked once to speak uh, to, at the uh, U.S. probation office, and I was speaking to young women who had completed their record. They had felonies and they completed the record. First thing that popped into my head, Teresa, you don't know anything about felonies or jail time or, or you know, what a person who has a record goes through. That was the doubt that came in my head, which I slid to the side and said, you know what? Motivation or motivating women doesn't care where they're from, who they are, what they've done. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I took it from that standpoint and I spoke to these women and I told them. Really oh, quick. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just thinking. So you did that. Did even you, So you defied the imposter syndrome because it makes me think about the imposter syndrome that we all have, I think, at one point or another where we think we're not good enough or that okay. we're not people that people think yes, we are. Yes. And you kind of just 
put that aside and you did it. You went and you spoke to these women. I did. And it wasn't, you know, it's not easy to do these things that Elizabeth and I are talking about, like, you know, defining your success and, you know, uh, you know, making sure that you have success over doubt. You just, you have to keep practicing at it and then you mm -hmm. become better at it. And grow. So yes, and you, and you grow, which is what we want to do. We're all flowers, aren't we? So yeah. um, the thing about this is, yes, I had to do that because at first I was nervous and it's funny that sometimes doubt is the first thing that pops in your head. And that's because we're used to doing that. Mm -hmm. We're used to stopping ourselves before we even move forward, before we even know if we can do it. Okay. So what I've practiced, what I practice doing at this point is sometimes I know I'm going to probably doubt it. So I'm already armed with, with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, what do you, the comeback to that. So, um, you know, when I doubted that I could talk to these women, I reminded myself that they're women first. And that as women, we always need to be motivated and supported. And I went from that standpoint. No, I don't know what their felonies were. I don't know what you have to do to get, you know, a felony and all this. But I was talking to those women and one woman raised her hand mm -hmm. and she said, you know, I love working with children. She says, I'm good with children. I'm good with my nieces and nephews and everything. And she says, I have a lot to offer this world. She says, but she says, I have a felony and I'm not allowed to work with children. Now she didn't have a, any violent crime or anything towards children, right? It was, a, it was totally unrelated mm -hmm. to anything that should keep someone from working with children. And so I always, you know, pray before I, before I speak, I asked, you know, God to help me say things that will help people. So I told this young woman, I said, you know what? And she was very articulate and mm -hmm. I can tell her passion and she was creative and all of that and very optimistic. And I told her, I said, you know what? Sometimes we don't know why we've been chosen. We don't know why passion has come to us. I said, in your case, it is, it, it is illegal for someone with a felony to work with children, which is what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you are the person that's supposed to change that. Perhaps you are the person that's supposed to go before someone and let them see what a kind, compassionate, caring person who has served her time looks like mm -hmm. and let them know that they should not destroy or kill your dream because of a past mistake. And she was watching me. I could see her face. I said, perhaps you're the person that's supposed to go before Congress. You're the person that's supposed to speak publicly and say, mm -hmm. I have a felony, but I'm still a human being mm -hmm. and I still have compassion. And she said, I never thought about that. I said, but you know what? People are brought together for a reason. So maybe I was supposed to tell you that. And if you want to work with children, you find a way to make that happen. Because when you do, the people that come after you that have things that disqualify them will be able to look at what you've done and walk through the gates of success just like you did. Because I don't want you to doubt yourself. That would be a success over your doubt. And she said she was going to do that. And that gives her life purpose to work towards something for herself and other women. That's very powerful advice. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Um, so really quick before uh, I, I'm having such a blast talking <laughs> to you today. I, I, could, I could be here with you all day. Um, just before we end, I do want to ask you, do you have any advice for our listeners on how to define success for themselves? I know that you have touched on this a little throughout mm -hmm. your podcast, but any last pieces of advice, of pearls of wisdom that you have in your in your pocket <laughs> that you want to pass along? Yes, I. I mean, there are there are a lot of things that you know that we could talk about. The first thing that I want to say is that the fact that you are here. The fact that I'm here, that Elizabeth is here, the fact that the Successful Project is here, 
the fact that you're hearing us now is a success. And what I will tell you is, you know, look in the mirror. I mean, really look in the mirror and look at the person who's looking back at you and understand how wonderful and phenomenal that person is because you have gone through a lot of things to get to this point and you've made it. Ask yourself, how many times did you say, oh, this is it. This is it. I'm just not going to make it. And look at you now. You're here. So I wish for you success over any doubt that you have in your life from this moment on. I want you to know that you can do it. I want you to know that you can reach out to people because people are ready and willing to help you. Um, I want you to know that you are enough, but can you be more? Maybe that's your decision. And if you want to be more, then go for those things that will make you craft yourself and develop yourself so that you become more than uh, what you are. But I want you to know that, you know, you're special in every light. And when you find yourself saying, I can't do that, even if you have to say it out loud, I want you to say, yes, I can. Or like I say, cancel, cancel. When I have a negative thought, um, I say cancel, cancel. And what that does is I'm just um, asking the universe to just ignore what I just said because that, that wasn't what I meant. Um, just always go for anything that that you want to go for and believe that you can do it. Now, okay, you have a problem or two, you have an obstacle or two, that's going to happen. That's called life. So just make sure that you hop over the obstacle, go around the obstacle, right? Make sure that you get to your final destination which is being the very best you that you can possibly be. And if it takes a couple of tries, there is no restriction on the number of tries that you have to take to be the best you can be. Keep at it. That's the Keep only way. Yeah. Yes. And be the best the you, please. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad <laughs> that you. That was so brilliant. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, we're almost out of time, but I do want to end this episode by thanking Teresa again for your time, You're for welcome. your effort to be here in the rain, despite <laughs> this crazy LA weather we're having. Um, it was such a pleasure having you here. Thank you with so much gratitude and appreciation. Um, so we want to say thank you to our listeners. And thank hope, you. Yes. And uh, we look forward to another episode next week. So have a great week and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.